We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, but you can call me Matub, and welcome to the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your favorite place to get daily Packers news. Joined with me, as always, is Zach Jacobson. Yes, it is I, Zach Jacobson. Hello. So uh, the last time I recorded a solo show, uh, Zach had just gotten suspended from Twitter for a third time, <laughs> and I made jokes about how he was also kicked off a of Pack-A-Day Podcast. And then no one, like, I was like, hey, everybody, don't wink, wink. Don't go and harass Zach on Twitter and ask why he was kicked off Pack a Day podcast. And and I was like, I'm I'm joking. Go do it. And no one did it. Come on, guys. Like, listeners, it's, it's because people like me. I guess. But, uh, <laughs> so Zach, you've been suspended for a fourth time. Yes, I woke up on on this. Well, for everyone listening, it would be Sunday morning, but for, on a fine Saturday morning. Ready to go out and enjoy the winter time and go, you know, do some last minute Christmas shopping like I do every year. And I got a couple texts from people saying, uh, you know, what the hell happened this time? And, you know, I didn't want to think the worst of it. So I was like, oh, what do you mean? And all of a sudden I go to check Twitter. I realized I hadn't gotten notifications from Twitter on my on my lock screen since 4 a.m. So I was like, you know what? That's suspicious. I was probably suspended again. And voila, I log in. I'm suspended. And life is just great. That's that sounds awful. Um, Why do you keep getting suspended? Like, is it are you? So I know it's it's supposed to be against Twitter rules where if you get suspended once and you go back and like make a new account, 
they're supposed to be able to suspend that. But uh, I feel like you are being targeted here. That's what people are kind of like telling me. Like it seems like there's one specific person that is just like constantly doing this every single time. And I, I still don't know the exact reason. They never gave me any evidence of what I did. I'm assuming that the latter couple times I got suspended were because like you mentioned, I kind of got around the original suspension by creating a new account. I, I ban hopped. Um, the first time I was suspended, I got, and I quote, your account will not be restored because it was found to be violating Twitter's terms of service, specifically the Twitter rules against hateful conduct. It, it, look, there's like, there are, there are white supremacists running around. There are those porn accounts running around everywhere, but I, this, this happens to me. So yeah, thanks Twitter. So, uh, Zach Jacobson, uh, football writer and hate speech advocate. Yeah, pretty of much. Course. <laughs> you know what? You should just put that in your put put that in your Twitter bio. Like when you create your fifth account, and just be like, "Yeah, a hate speech advocate." Let's go. When I create my fifth account, yeah. <laughs> if I do, no, who knows? Maybe this is oh, it for me. You. So uh, I guess then everyone's gonna have to follow you on Instagram. I guess I'll plug that at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be weird. So, uh, Traditionally, Zach and I do our show planning through Twitter DMs, and I got a message from him in our Slack chat, and I was like, huh, wonder why Zach's using Slack. <laughs> <laughs> and I never use Slack unless it's like uh, of, of utter importance, you know? Yeah, so quite literally, you you never use Slack. It was, it was kind of funny. <sighs> so um, it, in today's show, when you guys listen to this, it'll be yesterday's show. Uh, it went over the injury report and did X factors before that Andy will likely be doing the uh, game preview tomorrow since it is a uh, Monday game. So Zach and I are kind of just winging it today. So please bear with us while we make up things to talk about. Also, please bear with me while my very, very loud dog walks across the hardwood. Uh, So uh, Zach and I were just having a conversation about Madden. Zach is more of a franchise player. I am more of a mutt player. And, uh, which the the thing about Mutt, I was explaining to a friend the other day, it's it's trading cards, man. It's trading cards you get to play with. How is that not like everyone's favorite mode? Look, if you ask me, like you're talking to a guy who has never in his life played Mutt, like ever, not even once. I, I didn't even. I don't think I've ever in any Madden game. I don't think I've ever even opened up the little the little not an app, but you know, like I've never clicked the option. You have never done the game mode, like gone into the never mutt game. I'm t- you're missing out, man. It's oh, it's so much fun, and the people do like the big thing this year is theme teams because the chemistries that like when you have X number of players from a certain team, you unlock chemistries and they get added uh, stat points. Uh, a really really good theme team this year is uh, the Rams. You can stack enough Rams team chemistries to where if you get a really powered up Brandon Cooks, he can have 99 speed. And it's just, you know, it's unfair, especially at this point. So uh, Madden cards usually by spring, like late spring, early summer, tend to get super, super overpowered. And then everyone has crazy good teams and the playing field is level. Right now where we're at in the game, if someone has 99 speed, they're basically uncoverable. So basically, Jeff Janis. Uh, I think the best Jeff Janis card had, I think it was like high 80s speed. Wait, a there was a cards, Jeff Janis card? Well, I mean, back when he when he played for the Packers, yeah, he had a, a silver card for a while. He was a decent kick returner, um, 
pretty good on special teams, like oh, just like real life, just because he was so, really fast. So ridiculous. Um, actually, one of the better special teams kind of budget cards this year is Blake Martinez. He he got an ultimate kickoff card, which is one that that releases with the game, mm-hmm. and as the team wins, the overall goes up. And so right now, Blake Martinez has a ninety three overall card. Um, he's a ninety six rated run stuffer. He's got eighty one speed, uh, ninety four awareness, ninety four play rec, ninety six pursuit, ninety three tackle, and ninety one block shed. So. In my opinion, that's much better than the real Blake Martinez. <laughs> um, uh, I've I've been a proponent of yeah. You know what? That's that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Madden ratings versus real world success. What do you think? But how do you how do you gauge that? Like I know you said like you know you you were joking. Obviously, you think the Madden well maybe you weren't joking. Like the Madden version is better than the actual version of Blake Martinez. But how do we know his rating in a real life like in real life how do we know so, you know he's not in the 90s well, what i'm saying is like so he's he's considered a very good run stuffing card when you add up his stats it makes him roughly a 96 if you were to look at him as just a pure run stuffer mm-hmm. um he has very decent play rec but they gave him 86 acceleration and i think blake that that kind of overestimates his athleticism uh blake is known to make the tackle he's a very secure tackler however he's not known to make the tackle at the line of scrimmage if he has to come off of a block. So I think giving him 91 block shed and 86 acceleration is generous. You get you what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, you know how strong a proponent I am of Blake Martinez and how, you know, I defend the guy, but. Oh yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying, I don't think. Yeah. I know you're not saying that. (laughs) I mean, God, I know know you're not. (laughs) Blake also has an 87 overall card that he got for being um, week seven team of the week Mm -hmm. that I think is much, much more uh, accurate. So he's still listed as a run stopper. Um, He has 84 acceleration with 86 awareness, 86 play rec and 85 block shed, which I think is that would make him a, a good block shedder, not a great one. And so I, I think that that's a, that's a very accurate. uh, And it, it also puts him, his coverage stats are, they're okay. Um, he, he's a, he has 64 zone coverage and 55 man, which is middle of the road for a linebacker. You yeah, know, so I, I could. That, uh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. no by, by all means. I'm just saying like, like you could, you could argue that his zone coverage should be higher, I guess. But um, I think he's, I think this is, this is a fairly accurate because his, his original card is a 79 gold card, which I think was kind of insulting. For Blake Martinez? Yes. So his his core card is a 79 overall. Huh. See, it's like hard for me to gauge because I just, I don't understand Madden Ultimate Team, so I can't like offer like any two cents. I mean, look, if if you ask me, I think Blake Martinez, yeah, you know, as the player in real life, he is what he is at this point. He'll occasionally make a tackle 45 yards past the line of scrimmage every now and then. He'll crash downhill. He will make a tackle at the line of scrimmage every now and then. Unless, like you mentioned, he does have to, you know, he, he's faced with the task of trying to disengage from a block. But in Madden, look, if you ask me, he's a goddamn beast in Madden. Like, in my franchise, this guy is like like Bobby Wagner on, like, steroids. But that's in my franchise. You know, it's, so, it's what, funny that you mentioned the, the S word. Steroids. Um, so uh, this this offseason, Blake Martinez claimed to have put on 15 pounds of lean mass, which uh, for someone that's already 
what would be considered like an elite athlete and near their genetic potential, it's nearly impossible to put on 15 pounds of lean mass in that short amount of time without some help. Some help. Some help. I'm just <laughs> air quotes. I'm just saying. I'm I'm saying if you if you eat clean, if you trend hard, NFR give up, you'll be able to put on 15 pounds of lean mass if you already have uh 12% body fat. That's, just, uh, that's a good observation. I mean, are you <laughs> are you willing to set that in stone here? Because Oh man, I've been saying that since the beginning of the season that if he's either lying about the amount of uh solid clean weight that he put on or he was taking peds to do it. I, I want to assume that he was lying about it because I mean, wouldn't they have caught him by now? I mean, if, if uh, he didn't get a random test, I mean, it's so there's a saying in the world of powerlifting and it's drug tested does not mean drug free. Oh yeah. Cause well, because those guys, a lot of guys, they find ways to maneuver around the testing, right? Like, right. You know, find ways and, to cheat it. And so if, if, uh, and if the league never randomly tests him, then like some players will make that gamble. For example, Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing had already been popped for ped use and continued to use, expecting that he would not get tested again. Eventually he gets tested and and it blows up. So yeah, I just I have I have a lot of very strong takes about ped usage. I I personally think that they should be allowed if if someone's gonna play a violent game where they're just gonna destroy their body let them do what they can to get ahead and maybe give them the extra little edge. It is their body as well. So if they choose yeah. to, yeah, if they choose to kind of, you know, taint the inner workings of their body with whatever they want to put into it. Then, I mean, it's their, it, it is their decision. I get, you know, the league's rules and, you know, their, their whole mandated process of what you, you know, like strictly what you can and can't use. I mean, I, I agree with you. And it's, it's kind of funny. The NFL uh, uses uh, the World Anti-Doping Association's banned substance list, which includes some things on it that really wouldn't necessarily help you at football. But there are some things that aren't on it. Uh, for example, there's a, a peptide known as a BCP-157. It's made out of, I think it's like human gut peptides. Like it literally comes out of your digestive system. Um, if you were to, say, tear your Achilles and have it surgically repaired, and then were to inject uh, B- BCP-157 into your the general area once a day, you'd heal in like a third of the time. That is still completely legal, and is still, uh, it's still, it's not FDA approved, so when you buy it, it's quote-unquote a research chemical, uh, air quotes, and it's also air quotes, not for human consumption. So you were buying, you were buying it for some reason to, to, research it when really you're just going to inject it into your leg. Uh, not WADA banned, not tested for in the NFL, probably used pretty heavily. That's uh, that's some interesting stuff. See, I, I, I know I can kind of rely on you for these kind of the less popular kind of, you know, sides of things, you know, because you're, you're educated about those kinds of things. So, well, it's, it, it comes with when you are into na- uh, niche sports, like I'm really into powerlifting. Um, you learn about things like that because there's there are untested powerlifting federations where the top athletes can be very open about the peds that they're using and how they affect them positively or negatively. And it also gives you an amazing uh, comparison of strength. 
like it, it gives you a really, uh, I'm not going to say a direct correlation, but you can directly compare people of the same weight class who are or aren't on PEDS. And it gives you a, a real number to say, okay, like this person taking drugs is this much better than this person not. It's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, like for the, the, the deadlift record in the uh, 100 kilogram class. Mm-hmm. So that's someone who weighs 220 pounds pulling a weight off the floor. The uh, USPA is an American federation that has both tested and untested feds. Uh, Kaylor Woolham is currently the all-time world record holder in the untested federation. And I can't remember the guy who set the tested record. But at, at uh, in Kaylor's weight class in the USPA tested, the record is something like 750 pounds. So someone who weighs less than 220 pounds pulling 750 off the floor. Kaylor's best deadlift in competition is 957. God damn. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, um, Kaylor is, he's also genetically perfect for deadlifting in the, in the very same way that, the, that someone is genetically perfect to be a guard versus being a tackle. Like if their arms are shorter and they have a more of a squat base, they're not going to be as good of a tackle. Very similar thing in, in powerlifting. Kaylor has just ridiculous arms. His arms are so long that his lockout is very, very short. Um, his back is very, very wide. It can hold a lot of muscle mass versus the rest of his body. So he's a very top heavy person with nearly ape like arms. So he's, it's like he was built for that. When you take someone with his genetics and his work ethic and you add in a whole bunch of gear, you're going to get amazing results. So anyway, football. <laughs> so I, look, me personally i love i love how passionate you are about this because you know it's 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 fun to hear it's fun to listen to you and you're teaching I'm, me <laughs> and hopefully i'm teaching the listeners who have not clicked off yet because we haven't talked about football for the last four minutes oh they probably so, heard they they, they heard the, the deadlifting and the so-and-so amount of pounds and the ape-like arms and they just they they, they were out of here <laughs> well so you would get a similar situation in football where you have to have you have to have the genetics. You have to have the drive because all the genetics in the world aren't going to make you, uh, like, so it's, and it's also funny. My, my favorite quote from Brian Bosworth is steroids never made a tackle. So you, you still have to have it between the ears, even if you are quote unquote cheating. And so when I say that, I think that maybe Blake was using a little extracurricular help. I don't want that to detract from him as, as a player. I still think that he's he's quite good. I don't want that to detract from the work that he would have to put in if he did put on 15 pounds of muscle mass. I don't I don't mean that as a detractor. I'm just saying what he claims he did in the offseason isn't necessarily uh I'm not going to say it's not possible, but it's very 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 hard. And like you said too, it doesn't mean you're going to transform into this this otherworldly player. Like you still got to be a good football player. You still got to, you know, have those instincts on the field you still got to know what you're doing and to in his defense he does he, he where's the communication tell me he you know he, he he diagnoses plays before they happen which you know it kind of goes unrecognized a little bit and this is a little kind of like a good little segue into into something he's a lot better when he has good talent playing next to him <laughs> yeah and that's blake coming in to stop a run unblocked because 
his front four require so much attention, I think has a lot to do with his tackle numbers being what they are. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. I mean, and speaking of people that require a lot of attention, Kenny Clark, uh, amazing return to form. Been a goddamn monster. (laughs) Playing like the monster that he absolutely is. And, uh, to go full circle here was rewarded for it in Madden this week. He is the defensive team of the week hero. Um, he got a 92 overall card. Um, not going to be terribly popular because the NFL 100 players are super overpowered, but Kenny's Kenny's card is so, so good. Um, 91 awareness, 91 play rec, 94 strength, 92 block shed and 85 power move in the pass rush. So even though he's a run stopper, uh, defensive tackle, he is still a pretty decent pass rusher, which I think that that's incredibly accurate. He is nearly unblockable in one-on-one situations. And his two sacks last week kind of showed that even though one sack was just him chasing, um, Mitch Trubisky out of bounds, but still, I mean, dude kept pace with Mitch Trubisky. Who's known for his wheels. And for a dude that big, that's, that's something to be able to do is, Kenny Clark's what, like, like three ten, three fifteen, something like that. Yeah, like that's a whole lot of man to move <laughs> at those kind of speeds. And it should, I mean, it doesn't matter. But I mean, you know, he should be in the Pro Bowl. I get, you know, he was kind of quiet a little bit earlier in the season, but he was still showing up on film just because he wasn't making the plays that he is now. He was still putting together very good games. He's among the many Pro Bowl snubs, if you ask me, on, on the Packers. But so, it doesn't matter. The the problem with lines on both sides of the ball is Pro Bowl is far and away a popularity contest, which everyone calls it that. And if you aren't a quote unquote name, you're not going to make the Pro Bowl as a lineman. I mean, so outside of Packer fans, how many people really know who Brian Balaga is? I would like to say a good amount. I mean, at this point, he's been at least since 2010. I mean, I, I would say a good amount. Okay, but Brian now, Balaga if was... You, if you said Corey Lindsley... Yeah, there you go. That would be, yeah. And I know Aaron was was banging the table for Corey to get a Pro Bowl in his rookie year. And we haven't necessarily seen a drop-off from Corey ever since then. So, like, why not? Why not, Corey? Yeah, I, I think that, that would be, like, the best kind of, like, example. A lot of Packer fans know him. He's been, you know, he's been a very solid center. Uh, it's kind of, you know, a similar topic. But, I mean, like, the Packers have been really, really gifted at the center position for so long <laughs> they had you know the frank winters in the 90s and they went to mike flanagan then uh who they have after mike flanagan scott wells oh man scott you know it's funny the the Packers strength and conditioning staff i can't remember who the strength and conditioning coach was when wells was there and they asked him they said who's the strongest person on the team without even flinching he said scott wells and they're like anyone else he goes no it's it's scott wells <laughs> he looks like he would be the strongest dude anywhere <laughs> his forearms are the size of my quads jesus christ so, but, but what I'm more, the point I'm getting at is David Bakhtiari is much more of a name because he, he's the left tackle that, that protects Aaron Rodgers' blind side. Yeah. He's had two all pros before he's been elected to a pro bowl. I think that this is a makeup pro bowl because in my opinion, they picked the wrong tackle and they picked the wrong Aaron. I, co- I completely agree. Brian, like, Brian Balaga has been better than David Bakhtiari this season, and like it hasn't been remotely close. Yeah, and I and I think I think Bakhtiari's playing hurt 
Um, he had that back injury early in the season, mm-hmm. and those just don't go away. Even if it's not on the injury report, your your back just doesn't magically get better. Hell, I've been dealing with a back injury for the last two weeks. And I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> not joking. What did you do to your back? I have no idea. I think it was from when I was sick. And um, combined with like the cold air in the morning, who knows? Maybe I'm getting arthritis, but <laughs> I don't know. My back is just like, I can only bend down maybe like 45 degrees without it hurting. Like I haven't been able to go to the gym in a week. I've just been resting it. It's killing me so, slowly. Advice to you, Zach Jacobson, and any listeners out there. Mm-hmm. When you have a back injury, unless you physically can't move at all, if you have no problems with your lower extremities, the worst thing you can do is not use it. So the fact that you haven't gone to the gym is why you're not better yet. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you told me that sooner. I wish you would have told me you were hurt sooner. I, so I tweaked my back, um, a little over a month ago. So, uh, and it was, and it was the stupidest thing. I was unloading plates. So, <laughs> so oh. I had, de- I had deadlifts that day. Um, and I had finished all my work and I was unloading the plates and I just, uh, I was, I would say, um, I was impatient and I, I jerked it in a weird way and I tweaked my back. I felt a pop and there's a strong difference between being hurt and being injured. I was hurt. I was not injured. Um, because I still had full range of motion without pain. It just got worse as it went on and it's starting to tight, tighten up. And anytime I went beyond a certain range of motion after it tightened up, it felt kind of pokey, not necessarily a stabbing pain, but just like a, like a hard poke. Is that kind of what yours feels like? It feels, I wouldn't say that it just feels super like really tight. Yeah. Okay. So the, and if you don't use it, it's just going to remain tight. So, uh, first thing I did was I, I found how much weight I could, I could, uh, use in a Romanian deadlift, which to those who don't know is a, um, a deadlift that starts at lockout and goes down. It, it loads the hamstrings and the lower back. Um, so at first I could do the bar. And so I did the bar for, for a set of 10 and that felt okay. It kind of hurt near the bottom. Like I found where, where my pop was. And then I, I did it with 95 and then I did it with 135 and that was the max I could do and I'm not going to say pain-free, but that was a max I could do and stand it. Um, and so that's what I, I just did that. And then the next day I woke up and I could barely move. I was so tight. So the first thing I did is I, I got up and I did some air squats and some air deadlifts. Then I went downstairs and grabbed a dumbbell and did some really light work, but I stayed moving. If, if you don't move, if you don't work it, you're going to stay hurt. It's it just, it, it just, it's going to, yes, it's, oh. so the worst thing that you can do for it is not use it. So those out there with bad backs, go to the gym, grab some dumbbells, and do some Romanian deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go tonight after I get some Christmas shopping done. <laughs> now, now, now I know, Doctor Matub. But with that said, no one has ever had a bad back. Um, it's going to take a while for it to get better. You're not going to be 100 percent for a while, um, and that's what I think with Bakhtiari. I I think that he's close to 100 percent now, but that was a very nagging injury, and you could see it in his play. He Bakhtiari does not get beat with bull rushes and he was getting spanked with bull rushes for multiple, multiple weeks. Yeah. And that's so like, I think Balaga should have been in the pro bowl over Bakhtiari. Like if we're going to pick one or the other and Aaron Jones over Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones over Aaron Rodgers. Um, especially when Aaron Jones has similar numbers to someone who was in the MVP, uh, comp or in the MVP conversation, 
like with his, so the, man, there was a, um, a stat that, that Zach Cruz posted a while back and it was like Packer running backs with 1200 yards from scrimmage and 15 total touchdowns. There's three. It was Aaron Jones, Amon Green and Jim Taylor. And like, that was it. That like, that's insane company to be in. Yes. Like that is ridiculous. And that's in one season, obviously, but yeah. So Aaron Jones is putting up historic numbers for, for a franchise that's a hundred years old. Uh, he's in the discussion, uh, or he's, I should say he has a similar stats to someone who's in the discussion for MVP and Christian McCaffrey. How do you not put that guy in the pro bowl? Also, if we're going to go back to the Madden thing, he only has a 90 overall card team of the week from, uh, oh, brother. I think it was week seven. <laughs> and he's, it's really funny though. He's listed as an elusive back, but he has 86 trucking. So it's, he gets kind of glitchy. Uh, you, you give him the ball in space and, and he's going to make someone miss and then he's going to hurt the next guy that tries to get him. It's, that's funny because I don't think I've ever seen Aaron Jones truck a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's weird. They they gave him 86 trucking, 85 juke move, um, 88 speed, 91 acceleration. So he's, uh, he's a half-decent elusive back, but the 86 trucking is, is kind of interesting. He can really make corners pay for it um the i just i'm the more i think about aaron jones not being in the pro bowl the more it makes me mad so i don't want to talk about it too much because i'm going to get up on my soapbox and go stupid pro bowl and blah 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 goddamn pro bowl (laughs) pat mcafee brought up a really good point he said the pro bowl does not matter to people who have made it before the pro bowl is important to people who have not wait repeat that uh, Pat McAfee says the Pro Bowl does not matter to people who have made it before. It only matters to people who have not. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So he said that if you are a young guy and you have a really good season and you feel you deserve the Pro Bowl and you don't get it, it sucks. He goes, if you're an old guy and you've made the Pro Bowl twice and you get in based on name recognition, it's like, who gives a shit? Especially since it's not in Hawaii. Like, who cares? Or I should say, he said, when he got into the Pro Bowl, it was in Arizona. And he's like, it's not in Hawaii, who cares? But for the rest of his life, he can say he was Pro Bowl or Pat McAfee. And Aaron Jones 100% deserves that that Pro Bowl this year. And then he can go back to not caring about it. Yeah, just just getting over that that threshold of actually making it, you know. Because it's it's a very binary thing. You, You are either a player who made the Pro Bowl or you are not. Mm-hmm. It's it sucks that it's it's voted in the way it is and it's seen by fans the way it is and some players write it into their contract like Richard Sherman got a million dollar bonus because he got into the Pro Bowl and it's it's it feels like fans or even more than fans a lot of people kind of value Pro Bowls over like all pros which it should be the opposite like I'm sure David Bakhtiari is fine being voted as an all pro you know every every year as as opposed to making the Pro Bowl like I know that was the running joke but Absolutely. Yeah, like it's but just really weird. If you like, for example, if you go to a Wikipedia page for a draft year, they highlight players who have made the Pro Bowl. They do not highlight players who have made first team all pro. And that's just ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but like I said, it's it's more soapboxy stuff. The the Packers will be playing the Vikings this week. Um Andy will have your your game preview for you tomorrow we've already done injury report we've already done x factors for the game but zach i want to get your take on it what do you what do you think will be the outcome i haven't sent in my game preview to jacob yet so i can't really <laughs> i can't give you a, 
or game predictions. Uh, I can't give you a true prediction, but I will say right now the Packers will win. So I'm going to put that on the airwaves. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. It's not like anybody can come at me on Twitter. <laughs> but anyways, I like it. I like I like the uh, <laughs> turning a negative situation into a good one. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one way I can look at it. I don't have to deal with the you know being tagged in old takes exposed accounts. <laughs> so yeah, I got I got the Packers winning uh, with a score of TBD to be determined. Okay. So uh, right now the the line originally opened at at minus four and a half for the Vikings. It is currently minus five and a half. So uh, Vegas thinks that the Vikings will win by more than five points. Um. Oh man! So I'm looking at Odd Shark right now. Odd Shark is where I go to get all of my my money line information. Uh, that their predicted score is Packers 13, Minnesota 31. Packers yikes. 13, Minnesota 31. Yeah, that's a big yikes. Uh, the over under is 47, meaning the combined score of the two teams would be uh, more or less than 47. The money seems to be going to the over. 66 percent of bets are going to the over. However. Odd Sharks predicted score means that Minnesota wins. They cover the spread and the total goes under. I think uh, so in my tally site predictions, I picked the Packers to win because I'm, I'm going with my heart in my heart of hearts. I want the Packers to win. I don't feel super good about that. If I was putting money on the game, I would say Packers lose, but cover. So I think that they'll lose by mm-hmm. less than five and a half. Um, but it's just, it's funny. The, they say that streaks are made to be broken. And Kirk Cousins has, he's 0 for 8 on Monday night games as a starter. But the Packers have never won at uh, AT&T Bird Killing Stadium. So. U.S. Bank. Whatever. <laughs> AT&T, is that, or is that Jerry World? <laughs> is AT&T Jerry World? I always forget yes. the. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so the, the Packers have never won at U.S. Bank Bird Killing Stadium. Um, so streaks are made to be broken. Either Kirk Cousins gets his first Monday win or the Packers get their first win in Minnesota, in new Minnesota. Aaron <sighs> Rodgers said they're due for it. <laughs> so, Well, Aaron Rodgers says a lot of things. <laughs> he does, but, you know, the guy has a level of confidence to him that, you know, you kind of, you just kind of get enthused by, you know, so... That entire stadium looks like a giant stapler, by the way. Like when I flew over <laughs> it, going to Green Bay, it just looks like a giant stapler. So it oh, kills birds, and it looks like a it looks like a, a, a stapler. So, man, I remember um, back when it was built, I was pretty deep into some material science stuff because I was working for an appliance manufacturer. That's a long story, but everyone was like geeking out over the the special roof material, and it was just like polyethylene or polyethylene. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, yeah, it's, it's high density polyethylene. Who cares? Like, it's just plastic. It, like, do you know what else is made out of high density polyethylene? Milk jugs. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that they want to get excited over their stadium since the last one caved in on them. So, oh, I accidentally re- uh, muted my microphone. I was laughing quite hard at your uh, caved in comment. So, oh, wow. So, I, didn't, I didn't even get to hear the, the acknowledgement. I, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I was wrong. It is. Uh, ethylene tetrafluoroethylene, which is still just uh, an ethylene-based. So it's a fluorine and ethylene-based plastic. Who freaking cares? It's pretty standard polymer. Um, ETFE is the the name for it. But 
people are like, oh, it's this specially designed semi-transparent plastic that reflects sound back onto the field. I'm like, okay, it's, God, you mean it's, it's plastic that you can see through a little bit. The you sounded like a chocolate rain for a minute. <laughs> Tezande? Yeah, Tezande. You sounded <laughs> just like him for a minute. Chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the <laughs> oh <my God>. Holy shit. Okay, guys, we've gone completely off the rails. So in the last 35 minutes, Zach and I have talked about Madden several different times. Uh, I accused Blake Martinez of using PEDS. We talked about powerlifting. Um, and then in the last five minutes, there was some football, but also some material science. What a And Tezande. What a, and Tezande um, internet memes from 2007. <laughs> so so uh, if... You can find another Packers podcast where you can get this kind of content. Please let me know because I would love to be a part of it. And also make sure to at me on Twitter saying hashtag free Zach and your favorite part of today's show. I don't have anything to plug. Zach, do you have something to plug? Well, I guess I have to start plugging my Facebook and my Instagram now, apparently. So yeah, just look me up on Facebook. My name is Zachary Jacobson. If you want to find me on Instagram, my name is Wolven. That's W-0-L-V-E with two N's at the end. And uh, that's pretty much where I guess I'm going to be for now until I figure something out, which I am currently in the process of doing so. So you will know if I am back or not. All right, everybody, that'll do it for us. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub. Go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.